1: Peace be unto you all. Amen. I thank God for blessing me to be in the land of the living one more time. I thank God for today. It is our shut-in day, and um, if not saying that it's mandatory because it's not, it's a free will offering. But if anybody wanted to join us, we fast the first Sunday from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. and we spend most of that church, most of that time, in the house of God. And today is one, is that day. So I just thank God for every face that I see, for everyone that is here. God has been very, very good to us. We are still alive. I hope this message gets you as much as it got me, and it still is on Psalm 91. It is amazing chapter. (laughs) So Hopefully it will be a blessing to you as much as it is and will be to me again. Anyway, we're reading out of Psalms chapter 91, and today we'll be covering the last part of Psalm 91 from verse 9 to 16, we'll be covering Matthew 6, 31 through 34, Psalm 16, 5 through 11, Matthew 14, 22 through 31, Psalm 16, 11 through 13, 2 Kings 6, 18 through 22, and 1 Peter 5, 8 through 11. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for allowing us to come together to worship you one more time. Thank you, my Father, for your many blessings and for your mighty outstretched hand. Thank you, my Father, for being so good to us and giving us this opportunity to eat of the bread of life and to drink of that living water. My Father, don't let me say anything according to the flesh, but let this all be spiritual in the name of Jesus, and let this seed fall upon good ground, that we may bring forth fruit even a hundredfold. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, normally when I'm go- going to speak, if I see that we have a sick sheep in the midst, I'd like to stop and pray for that person so that we can enjoy the Word of God without being ill. Today we have um, Bill. He's in the truck. He doesn't—I think he's hurt, he hurt himself or something. I'm not sure, but he, he is in some pain. So we're going to take a couple seconds to— pray for him and hopefully we'll see him walk through the door if he decides to stay in the truck then that's fine we'll see him next sunday if the lord permits so we're gonna say say a prayer for him and then we'll get on thank you heavenly father for another day thank you my god for gathering us together my father, you said, if any of you sick, let him call for the elders of the church and have them pray over you, anointing you with oil. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. My father, you said, ask and it shall be given. And I'm asking that you will send your angels to build my God and to touch him wherever he is hurting my God, to take the pain away, to bless him, to feel better my God, that he may be able to walk pain free in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, you said believe and it shall be done. And Lord, we believe, help thou our unbelief. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God is so, so amazing. We're going to Psalms chapter 91. We will, I'm just going to read the whole thing, but we're going to start off on verse 9. But it says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked." Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling place. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion, and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him, I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. I praise God because when you put God first, all of these things are added. A lot of times we live our lives and we go on and we say, God, if you bless me first, then I will serve you. And He Does not because he has to, but he does because he loves us, but then we don't do our part. We say, God, if you take me out of this situation, I won't get myself stuck in it again. And we do the exact same opposite. But God always, from the beginning, wanted us to seek him first. Now, the reason we need to seek God first is this: if you go to God, it'll be easier to stay with him than if you try to find him after he gave you your blessing when you're hungry you'll go cook something when you're hungry you will look for something to eat but after you're satisfied you don't care about cooking nothing and you kind of don't even want to wash the dishes you just want to relax so when god blesses you first you just want to relax you're not trying to seek him But when you go through something and he says, seek me first and you're hungry and you're thirsty and you seek after God, then when he blesses you, you are more likely to stay and give him thanks. So we need to search God first. In verse 9, it says, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. Because you made God first in your life, because you put God first, you made that a place where you live. Habitation is a dwelling place. Habitation is a place that you possess, you take ownership, and you reside there. And when you take ownership and say, God is my God, he is my king, he's my leader, he is the truth, he's the only way, the truth, and the life, I will cleave to the Lord, you make him your habitation. You make him where you live. And when you live there, you have all the benefits of God. When you abide with God, you have all of his protection, you have all of his goodness, you have everything you could possibly desire when God is the head of your life. When you get sick, you got someone someone that will heal you. When you get depressed, you got someone that will comfort you. When you feel down and out, you got someone you can call on. You can't call on people all the time, but you can call on Jesus all the time. If I went went home, she wouldn't have been able to ask me to pray. But Jesus is never out of his home. So you can ask Jesus to pray at any given time or day. Me, you can only ask me if you see me or if I answer the phone. But Jesus, he's always there. He's always there, and when I pray, it's not because I did something, it's because Jesus wanted to heal you. It wasn't because Alan was a goody-two-shoe, no. It was because Jesus loves his children. He's ready, he's a very present help in the time of trouble. When you need something and you got God, you don't got nothing to worry about because he's there. We're going to Matthew 6,
2: 31 through 34. Therefore take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? for wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all such these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof.
1: See, he said, don't, don't think about tomorrow. What am I gonna eat? What am I gonna wear? if I do this and because it goes even beyond what we see because a lot of times people say if I go to church then my bad is gonna be pointed out or if I go to church there's a lot of hypocrites or if I go to church I've been hurt in churches or if I go to church and I got to stop this and I gotta quit that and, and and don't don't look at what you can't do look at what you can do you can be free in the Holy Ghost you can be a A resident of the Holy Ghost. You can be a peculiar people. You can be a chosen generation. You can be somebody of uttermost importance if you are in the house of God. The Bible tells us that where two or three are gathered together, there is he in the midst. So when we think that we can make it on our own at our house, that's not going to happen. We fail time after time after time trying to fight by ourselves. But when you get together with somebody else, they can help you pray. And when you get together with the third person, that cord is even stronger. And when you get together with the church, he said one can chase a thousand, two can put 10,000 to flight, so think about all of us in here. Klamath Falls ain't big enough for us if we get together in one accord with Jesus. And when you make him your habitation, Look at what he says. He said, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling place. The things that kill you cannot come nigh God. He is a consuming fire. He will destroy it before it even gets to you if you abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You can't make it on your own, but you can make it under the shadow of God. That you can make it with him. It goes on to say in verse 11, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. When you go to work, God is watching over you. When you go to school, God is watching over you. When you go to play, God is watching over you. When you, whatever you do, if you abide under the shadow of the most high, God will protect you. That doesn't mean you won't get the common cold. That doesn't mean you won't get a little flu symptoms. That means that you won't get anything that will hurt you spiritually. The devil can't do anything to make you fall. He can't do anything to make you sin. He can't do anything to cause you to doubt. If you abide under the shadow of the Most High, the devil cannot touch you. He can shout from way over there saying, hey, look, 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 I got this. Come and get it. But as long as you don't go get it, there's nothing he can do. When you begin, oh, what, that does look good and you start going over there, then yes, he has action to kill you because you left the mercies of God. You left from under the shadow of the Almighty. But as long as you stay there, Which means as long as you stay in the word of God, as long as you continue to go with the rest of the saints, as long as you continue to pray and you continue to trust in Jesus, there's nothing too hard for God. There's not a battle. He already knows what the devil wants to do to you. And he already said he can't. But the only reason it looks like he can is because you decided to go follow him. Jesus said, follow me and we want to follow any and everything else but him. And then we get in trouble and we want to run to him because all those other things didn't work. But if we abide under his shadow, he said no evil will come nigh your dwelling place. Verse 13 says, Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. You know this verse got me so much. And the reason it got me so much is because the Bible says that Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. But right here, it looks like a good thing if we can trample over the lion. So it had my mind going, like, how does this work? How is it good to trample a lion? But yet Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And I don't think it would be a good thing to try to trample Jesus. You will lose, period. So I began to pray and I began to look up. But when I began to look up the word, that's not what that means. The word lion does not only mean Jesus Christ. It means, first we'll go to tread. Tread means to walk, to string as a bow by bending it. An archer, go over, to shoot, to thresh, to lead forth, and to guide. Which means when you have the power of God, you can guide the devil. When you have the power of God, you can lead any problem that you have to God. You might be facing with the problem, but you can take that problem to God when you have the power of God. We're gonna go to Psalms 16, five through 11. I'm getting a little ahead of myself right now.
3: The Lord is a portion of mine inheritance, and of my cup thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage, I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures for evermore.
1: See, when you make God the head of your life, and everything you do is for His honor and for His glory, you don't got nothing to worry about. He will protect you on every side. He will watch over you. You are His child. There's not a parent in here, I don't think, and I hope not, that would like to see their child suffer. There's not a parent in here that is a good parent that would say, you know what? I know that you're going to get hurt if you jump off that bridge so go and jump off it will give me pleasure to see you jump there's not a parent that would say that there's not a parent that would say you know what i know you're hungry but i'm busy and listen to their child crying and cry and cry of hunger and won't do nothing. I don't think there's a parent in this room that would do that. There's not aunts and uncles in this room that would even let their their niece or nephew cry like that for hunger. There's not. How much more do you think God is going to give you the desires of your heart when he is the head of your life? When he hears you cry because you're hungry, he's going to feed you. He said that he will satisfy the longing soul. He's going to feed you when you're hungry if he sees the devil trying to hurt you you think he's gonna sit back and watch no he said when the devil comes in like a flood the lord will lift up a standard for you and then sometimes he's gonna make you proud of your own self when the devil wants to fight and he says okay go ahead my son's got you a dad is proud we might not act like it when our children go and fight and win we don't act like we're proud but deep inside we're like yeah i knew he got it As a Christian, you're like you're not supposed to hurt hurt nobody and you can't do violence to no man, but deep inside you're like, yeah, I knew you'd win. How much do you think God feels when the devil wants to fight his children and God says, go ahead, he'll win, and we lay him out? How happy do you think God feels to be able to smile and say, I told you, you cannot get him. He tempted Job, he gave Job, he threw Job in way of speaking under the bus, but he knew Job wouldn't fail job would take it and job did how much more when we cry out to god we he's gonna give us what we need we're gonna go to matthew 14
2: 21-31 and they that had eaten were about five thousand men beside women and children and straightway jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go before him unto the other side well he sent the multitudes away and when he had sent the multitudes away he went up into a mountain apart to pray and when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went up unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a Spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me unto thee to come unto the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship he walked on the water to go to jesus but when he saw the wind boisterous he was afraid and beginning to sink he cried saying lord save me and immediately jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him oh thou little faith wherefore didst thou doubt
1: see verse 13 said thou shalt tread the word tread means to walk no matter what situation you're in. See, Jesus, he knew that there would be a storm in the middle of the sea. But the word constrained means to send by force. He made them go out to the sea by themselves. Sometimes we need to go through something in order to bring out the best in us or in order to purify us or in order to get us stronger. We have to go through something. Living for God is not a life of just peaches and cream. It's a life of fighting of struggles, of trials, of tribulations, and it makes us stronger and stronger. Every single one of them makes us stronger. And sometimes Jesus will let us go through something and it feels like he's not there. He sent his disciples away and he said, go. He made them go and he waited and he let the winds be boisterous and he let the waves crash on them and they thought they were gonna die. And he didn't go help them as soon as it started either. He waited. He waited till the fourth watch of the night, which means he waited almost all night long. They were out there fearing for their lives, but he knew they weren't going to (laughs) die. You guys are fine, but you need to learn something. But when Jesus went and Peter said, if it's you, bid me to come on the water. The Bible, the word tread means to walk on. And Peter began to walk over that same thing that he thought was going to kill him. He began to walk all over it. What happened with David and Goliath when he said you come against me with sword and with spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. And when the stone sunk in his forehead and he fell down, David ran and walked on his chest and cut off his head. You can walk over every single one of your problems if you have God on your side. There's not a problem you can't walk all over. There's not a situation that's too hard for God. You can say Satan, you may come at me with this or with that, but I come against you in the name of the Lord and you can get out of that ship, get out of your pity party, get off of your I'm sorry, I got hurt and get up and walk over your enemies and he will let you. Just don't look at your problems. That's when you start to seek because they look big. They look like they can destroy you. And as long as Peter was looking at Jesus, he was doing just fine. But when he looked at the wind and he saw those waves, if it's rocking the ship, what do you think it's gonna do to me and I'm out of the ship? If I thought I was gonna die when I was in the ship, what will happen now that I'm not in the ship? I got no protection. Not realizing all the protection he needed was standing right in front of him. All the protection you need to get over any problem that you have is standing right in front of you. His name is Jesus. You don't need a ship, you don't need people, you don't need things, you need Jesus is what you need to get you through your problems, to get you to overcome any situation that you're in. We're gonna go to Psalm
2: 6, 11 through 13. God judges the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. If he turn not, he will wet his sword. He hath bent his bow and made it ready. He hath also prepared for him the instruments of death. He ordaineth his arrows against the persecutors.
1: You know, the Bible says that a uh, a man that has children is like having a quiver full of arrows. And happy is the man whose quiver is full. When a man, back in the day when a man had a lot of sons, he was a strong man. His quiver was full, he was ready to face the enemy. Jacob had 12 sons and he was ready to go. While now, God is the one that has that quiver and we are his arrows. Happy is the man whose quiver is full. When God sees you and I, we are his arrows. We are his ministers. When somebody needs prayer, he's supposed to have somebody to send. When somebody needs consolation, he's supposed to have somebody to send. He has bent his bow. He's made it ready. He has all of his arrows in line. He's ready to shoot and to conquer anything. But when we act up, he can't use that arrow. He's supposed to be able to say, you know what, brother Adam, I need to go and pray for this person and I'm going to send Adam. I need to go counsel this person. I'm sending Eric. I need to go rebuke this person. I'm sending Alan. And so he is supposed to be able to send those arrows to do what he wants he's supposed to that's us we are the arrows that he's supposed to be able to use and when we abide under the shadow of the almighty we can be used by God. He will make us fit for the master's use. He will be able to use us in any situation. We all have testimonies that somebody needs to hear. We all have a calling and a purpose to be in this world. We're not here on accident. There's a reason why we are here. We all have a calling. We all have a purpose. We all have a testimony. We all have something that God has given us or let us go through to help somebody else. We just need to be ready for him to use us and let him use us at his will. The Bible says in verse, it says in 13, thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. Lion means to roar. It means fierce. You know, the devil is so angry, he wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. He is here for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And what the Bible is saying, when you can tread upon a lion, it means you can tread upon the most fiercest thing the devil has to come at you with the most strongest thing the devil has you can tread upon it you don't have to fall victim to it you don't have to be afraid of it you can stand strong if you abide under the shadow of the Almighty the young lion a young lion means a village surrounded by walls look at Jericho God had promised them that piece of land But the people of Jericho, they built this wall around Jericho that nobody can go in unless they let them in or come out unless they let them come out. But when you got God, that wall ain't nothing. They marched around that building and that wall came tumbling down and they walked right on in there and they possessed the land that God had promised them. When God has given you a gift and a calling, sometimes the devil will put up so many obstacles it feels like you cannot use what God has told you to do. You can't use your gifts, you can't use your talents because the devil seems to be blocking everything. But when you abide under the shadow of the almighty, a man's gifts will make room for him and you will be able to tread upon every obstacle that the devil puts in your way. You can go straight through it when you abide with God. An adder means a twist. The devil twists a lot of things that God has to say. He twists he it. Uh, he promised Abraham a son. The devil twisted it. God's taking too long. You can't have him go with another woman. That's not what God had said, but the devil twisted it. He said, don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil or you're going to die. And the devil twisted it. You're not going to surely die. You're going to be like gods. That sounds nice. He twisted it. He twists stuff in our life today. You don't have to go to church, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that much. Less is more, and God got you. don't let him twist you. But when you abide with God, you will be able to hear beyond that. You will be able to discern, no, that's a twist. No, I, that's an adder that's a snake, that's a serpent. I'm not going to fall for that one. You will be able to discern the more you get in tune with God. The more you stay with God, you'll be able to hear somebody talk to you, and you'll say, you know what? That sounds like Jesus talking. That doesn't sound like that person I need to listen. You will begin to understand when you abide with God always. We're going to go to 2 Kings 6, 18 through 22.
3: And when they came down to him Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said smite this people I pray thee with blindness and he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha and Elisha said unto them this is not the way neither is this the city follow me and I will bring you to the man whom ye seek but he led them to Samaria And it came to pass when they were come to samaria that elisha said lord open the eyes of these men that they may see and the lord opened their eyes and they saw and behold they were in the midst of samaria and the king of israel said unto elisha when he saw them my father shall i smite them shall i smite them and he answered thou shalt not smite them wouldest thou smite those whom thou hast taken captive with thy sword and with thy bow set bread and water before them that they may eat and drink and go to their master and he prepared a great provisions for them and when they had eaten and drunk he sent them away and they went to their master so the band of Syria came no more into the land of Israel
1: remember I told you that word tread means to guide or to lead forth the Syrians they were trying to fight the the Israelites but every time the king of Assyria would make a plan we're gonna attack like this the Israelites knew his plan every single time and so he got mad and he said who is trading? Who is a traitor among us telling the Israelites where we're going to be? And one person said, There's not a traitor among us. There's a prophet in Israel. And he tells him, he tells the soldiers everything you're thinking in your bed. So there's not a traitor. So he's, I'm going to go kill him then. He was going to go kill him. So he sends his soldiers to kill him. But Elisha said, Smite them with blindness and led his whole army into the midst of his army you can lead the devil wherever you want him when you abide under the shadow of the most high you have no idea what kind of power god has given you access to you have no kind of no idea the authority that god has blessed us with when we stay with him and once his enemies saw that they were in the middle of the other army there was nothing they could do they were surrounded but you know he fulfilled that scripture he said don't render evil for evil if your enemies hunger feed them he fulfilled that scripture he didn't say it's written right here he did it we could fight the same way fulfill the scriptures and he fed them and then they never went back i probably wouldn't have either i probably would have been too embarrassed to go back and then try to fight again when he had an opportunity to kill me and just let me go and fed me can't do it <laughs> i probably wouldn't to went back either that was That was embarrassing but that's what god is god is about love he's not about death god don't want to kill people he wants to heal people he don't want to just destroy anybody he said i'm not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance god does not want to destroy people even the enemies god gave his son so that even our his enemies would have a chance that's how much god loves us and now we have a chance to see his face in peace that makes me excited So when I found out that whatever problem I have, I have the authority to take my problem to Jesus, not only to take it, but to tell him what to do to my problem, smite him with blindness. I have the authority to say, Lord, this is what I want you to do to my problem. And according to his will, it will be done. I'm stuck and I can't get out. Lord, will you loose me from the cords of this wickedness? And he will. When the devil comes at me, and he did come at me, and I could not stop drinking, when I took it to him, he took care of it. Because the closer you get to God, the more pure you will become, because God is a consuming fire, and bad cannot be in the presence of God. Take your problems to God, see what happens. Just try it. You got a problem, take it. Take it to Jesus. Jesus, here you go. Watch what happens to that problem. It will disappear. It will be consumed because it can't stand before God. take him to him.
2: We're going to first Peter 58 11 be sober, be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. but the God of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that, ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen.
1: Amen. Once you suffer a while, because
2: everything
1: that has very good importance, it has to be broken down. That tree's out there. This house would have never been here if somebody went to cut down that tree, debarked it, cut it into pieces, dried it out, and then we nail it, paint it, and enjoy it. You can't get nothing out of a grape unless you crush the grape first. You can't anoint yourself with oil unless you crush the olive first. If you want a real fragrance of a flower, you need to crush the petals. You can't just smell the real fragrance unless you crush the petals. The more pressure that there is, the bigger the pearl will be. If you don't go through something, you're not gonna be of any value. So once God lets the devil go and buffer you up, cut you a little bit here, sand you down right there, shine you up on this side, Put a couple of nails in you, then people can enjoy you. And you can be happy and know that you are fit for the master's use. But if you don't go through something, you're not going to be worth anything. You can get gold right out of the ground. And if you don't melt it down, it's just a rock. It does nothing for nobody. It's just a rock. But when you get that rock and you put it through the fire, it begins to melt down. And when it begins to melt down, all the impurities begin to float and then they scrape the impurities and they take that gold and they cool it down and they run it through the fire again. And every time that gold goes through the fire, the more and the more pure it becomes. Then they can fashion it and make rings and necklaces and whatever they wanna make with it. But just as a rock, it's nothing, you can't use it. Same way with us. God can make us pure, but we gotta go through a little something. He can make us fit for his use, but we have to go through something, and then we'll be fit for his use. So when you get when you go through trials, praise God for them. When you get tempted, thank God for it. If you're in a bad situation, take it to Jesus. And when you take it to Jesus and he doesn't answer you that day, don't give up and take it back to your house. Leave it there. He will take care of it. I don't know how many times I went to the altar and said, Lord, I can't stop smoking and I can't stop drinking, but because I didn't feel a difference that day, I got up and I went and I got drunk. God's not gonna do nothing like that. When you have a problem and you take it to God and you go day after day after day when he saw that I was tired of being a drunk and that I was ready for change and I wouldn't leave him alone, that's when he did something. That's when he woke me up in the middle of the night and said, you know what, I'm going to take this away and you better not drink again. And I woke up and didn't want another beer from that day to this. I never had to go through AA meetings and all of that. You don't need to. When God sets you free, he says, whom the Lord sets it free is free indeed. You don't need counseling. You don't need drug and alcohol. I did those classes. They didn't work. So, but Jesus, he works. So if you guys got a problem, anything, take it to Jesus and leave it there. Go to him with it every day until he answers. And he will answer. He will answer. You want to be free, don't stop. I think part of the reason I didn't get free at first is because I kind of didn't want to. I knew it was bad to drink, but I kind of enjoyed it. So then I wasn't really that serious about stopping. But when you get serious, God will help. But as long as you're kind of wishy-washy, he doesn't really help. Get serious because the days are winding down fast and we are not promised tomorrow. We're not promised tomorrow, and if he calls our names, I would love to see each and every one of you up there in heaven, ready, willing, rejoicing. We'll know who each other is because it's written in the Bible. That they knew who everybody was. So he said, Father Abraham, sent said Lazarus, and he knew who Lazarus was. He saw him up there resting. So we'll know each other. I would love to see each and every one of you, all of us. I would love to make it myself because Paul said I don't want to preach and then at the end I lose. So if you guys see me twisted, say something because I need to make it. I don't I don't want to fall out. We are helpers one of another. Nobody is so important that we can't talk to them. Nobody is. We are helpers one of another. We pray for one of another. We stand up for each other. We are the body of Christ. We are a family. We stand up for each other in Jesus Christ. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all i'm gonna open the altar if anybody needs prayer just come up god is willing god is able god can and god will do anything we ask him to do according to his will Oh. I called you up here. Oh,
3: lead me to the rock because that is higher
1: than I am. The fight is so strong. I will find my refuge in you. We don't have the strength to get up and go. where if need, was just walking. If somebody was just walking. If somebody was just walking. That is higher than I am. Lead me to the rock. God doesn't like to see neither one of this road. I broken. will follow. He doesn't like to see his children in pain. Oh, he doesn't like to see God us bound by anything I, but his love. I will find my refuge. In Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, my God, for being so
3: good. I
1: thank you, my God, for your many blessings, for your mighty, outstretched hand My Father, you lead said, Cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. And my father, I come to you in the name of Jesus with Mary and with Mikey, my God, in the name of Jesus, as they struggle, God, in a fight that the devil wants to keep them down. He wants to keep them bound. but in the name of Jesus, lift up a standard for them, my God. Deliver them in the name of Jesus. Break these cords that are holding them down, my God, and set them free. Say to these young ladies, be loosed in the name of Jesus. And my God, when they walk out of here, oh Lord, let them feel that things are not the the same. They will will not be the same stuck because you will fight for them. My God, bend your bow and get it ready, oh Lord God. Send out your angels, my God. Send forth your arrows, oh Lord God. And defeat this enemy in the name of Jesus. Lord, the the smoking, the drinking, the unbelief, the tiredness, the pain, the sickness, whatever's going on. My God, deliver, set free, and heal in the name of Jesus. I will, my way. Thank you, my God, for being so good. My Father, any other situation that's going on in this church, my God, Lord, I'm asking that you will bless us to give it to you, my God, for only you can take it, only you can fix it, only you can heal the sick, only you can deliver the bound, only you can set the captive free, and I'm asking in the name of Jesus that you, that you will take all of our burdens and take care of them, my God. I leave them before your feet, my God that you will be able to fight for us in Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Lord, God, every family problem, Lord, you can begin to mend it. You can let the truth, Lord, succeed a lie. You can let the pain go away. You can mend any broken heart. You can put together any family in the name of Jesus. Lord, let your justice be done. Right every wrong and show yourself strong in the behalf of everyone that is here today those that would have been but could not be remember build my God in the name of Jesus Lord do something show yourself strong that everyone will know that there is a God in Israel that you are the king of kings and lord of lords and there is none besides you I thank you and I praise you my God lead us to you my God Lord take away our burden we're not asking that you take us out of the fight we're asking that you give us the willpower to win we're not asking that you make it lighter we're asking that you let us win give us the strength and the power to tread upon the enemy to walk all over our problems in the mighty name of Jesus Lord God remember Philip, my father. Lord, you know what's going on in his life. You know what white things are the way they are. But oh my God, I ask that you will open his eyes and that you will let the truth come out and that everything that is hid and every lie will be buried forgotten and that you will let him rise in happiness in peace in joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength my God let him rest in your joy let him rest in your assurance let him rest on your word in the name of Jesus be in the courthouse my God remember Lisa oh Lord God you are the only one that can heal and I thank you and I praise you. Let her make a full recovery in the name of Jesus. And let her know that it was you. It was not the doctors. It wasn't man. It was by your grace that you have healed her, my God. And I thank you and I praise you. I will follow. Oh, thank you, my God. Oh, lead me to the road. Lord God, lead us to the rock that is higher than us.
3: We will, I find, will our
1: find our refuge in You. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, lead me to the rock. that is higher, higher than I. Thank you, lead Jesus. Lead me you. to the rock. I my God, lead us to the rock.
0: Thee.
1: Let us follow you, my oh, God. Oh, lead me to the rock. Lord, let us follow you in the name of Jesus. I will find my refuge in thee. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my God. My Father, remember all those that are fasting today, my God. Remember this shedding, O Lord God, and accept it and honor it. And be with us and help us to endure to the end, my God. Lord, teach us, teach us, and teach us some more. Let wisdom be with us, my God. Lord, so many times we want you to follow us, but Lord, I'm asking that you let us follow you in the name of Jesus. My Father, bless us and keep us. Dismiss us from this gathering, but not from your presence. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.
0: The word of God that you have heard and received with an open heart. To live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you, may he keep you, may he shine his face always upon you, and may he forever keep you.